Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy with Living on God's Word. Today we're going to be reading Galatians chapter 2 from the Jesus Bible NIV edition. We're going to review key takeaways and we'll end our session with a prayer. So let's go ahead and get started. Paul accepted by the apostles. Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem, this time with Barnabas. I took Titus along also. I went in response to a revelation and meeting privately with those esteemed as leaders. I presented to them the gospel that I preach among the Gentiles. I wanted to be sure I was not running and had not been running my race in vain. Yet, not even Titus, who was with me, was compelled to be circumcised, even though he was Greek. This matter arose because some false believers had infiltrated our ranks to spy on the freedom we have in Christ Jesus and to make us slave. We did not give in to them for a moment so that the truth of the gospel might be preserved for you. As for those who were held in high esteem, whatever they were makes no difference to me. God does not show favoritism. They added nothing to my message. On the contrary, they recognized that I had been entrusted with the task of preaching the gospel to the uncircumcised, just as Peter had been to the circumcised. For God, who was at work in Peter as an apostle to the circumcised, was also at work in me as an apostle to the Gentiles. James, Cephas, and John, those esteemed as pillars, gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship when they recognized the grace given to me. They agreed that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. All they asked was that we should continue to remember the poor, the very thing I had been eager to do all along. Paul opposed to Cephas. When Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face, because he stood condemned. For before certain men came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles, because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. The other Jews joined him in his hypocrisy, so that by their hypocrisy even Barnabas was led astray. When I saw that they were not acting in line with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas in front of them all, You are a Jew, yet you live like a Gentile and not like a Jew. How is it then that you force Gentiles to follow Jewish customs? We who are Jews by birth and not sinful Gentiles know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, because by the works of the law no one will be justified. But if, in seeking to be justified in Christ, we Jews find ourselves also among the sinners, doesn't that mean that Christ promotes sin? Absolutely not. If I rebuilt what I destroyed, then I really would be a lawbreaker. For through the law I died to the law, so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. So the key takeaway here is Paul is really hammering the point that only God and His grace can save us. 
that our faith in Him and in Jesus Christ and our belief in His crucifixion is the only one thing that can save us and that there's nothing else that's going to add to that. So when folks were teaching, Jewish folks that had been converted were teaching and trying to add laws um, like circumcision, Paul was strictly 100% against it. And he always identified with the cross because for him, that was the only and single and most important message and the most complete message. And there was nothing else that could be added. And only Paul can take such a horrible death on a cross and turn it upside down and reveal God's truth, which was through this cross, through this horrible death, God delivered the most beautiful gift to us, which was his grace to the human race. And Paul, again, just kept saying that through faith alone, we are saved. And if anything has to be added in order for our salvation to be valid, then the salvation, then the cross itself alone is not enough. And so even against, uh, even with Peter and Cephas, he said, why are you guys acting one way with the Gentiles and a different way with the Jews? Why are you pulling away when the Jews come in? This is hypocritical. And so he really defended 100% the freedom that God gave us through the salvation that he offered us through his death on the cross. And Paul would protect this against everyone or anything that tried to challenge it and try to say that you needed to add something else in order to achieve salvation. So once again, Paul just emphasized that Christ's sacrifice covers our sins completely. We do not need to add a single thing to this sacrifice in order to earn more favor with God. So let us now end with a short prayer. Father God, thank you for coming to us with this message. Thank you for opening our hearts, shedding light in what it really means to accept your gift of Jesus dying on that cross. That this was the most precious gift you could give you could have given to humankind. This is the most beautiful gift that we could receive from our God. And so Lord, we glorify you, we honor you, we honor your name, and we know and accept that there's nothing we can do on our behalf in order to gain our salvation, and that everything that we need in order to get our salvation was done by Jesus on that cross. So Lord, we thank you. We honor you. We ask that the Holy Spirit come upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. This concludes today's reading and interpretation of Galatians chapter 2. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.